2: It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We got a great show today. It's dedicated to repealing and replacing the current administration. What do you say? That's what I say. All right. So, but we've got a great show lineup today. Um, uh, Jamie Leeds is in again. Woo! Jamie I love Leeds. Love having her. Hey, she's Be back. Here. Uh, Hank's uh, Pasta Bar has a new offering: uh, the third Thursday of every month, called uh, Sparkle Saturdays. Saturday. Third Saturday. What did I say? Third said Monday. I meant oh, Saturdays. <laughs> I don't know what date is. It's, spa- it's called Sparkle Saturdays Drag Brunch.
3: Duh. So
1: it's the third Saturday of every month. It brings glitz and glamour to Old Town. It's going to be a lot of fun. Jamie is in today with her special guest, female impersonator Summer Night. Gorgeous Summer Night. Hi yes. yes. Sitting just to my left. I don't know. My marriage is at risk. I don't know. I don't know, and uh, we're going to be talking to them shortly.
2: Okay, so we all know Jack Rose Dining Saloon. It's in Adams Morgan. It has this fabulous roof deck, but it also really boasts one of the world's best whiskey collections. And we've had them in lots of times to talk about all the different offerings they have. But they also have a really outstanding beer program, and they were recently, excuse me, recently nominated for a beer program of the year by the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington for the Rammies. I know it's so exciting. So beer director Naheem Simon is in here today. He's got a bunch of fabulous stuff and we're going to get into that in he's just a, a little bit he's got a about. cool invention all
1: right so the daily dish which is a great restaurant and on grub road right isn't yep. that where it is right next to the the, 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 the legendary parkway deli
2: and dish and dram it, well
1: wait which I'm is not, around the corner from us. i'm totally busting in on, totally here. Busting Back in on your... down. um uh, daily Dish is, a, is rammy nominated for casual restaurant of the year uh co-owner zina poland along with jerry hollinger zina is in uh, I guess Jerry's the chef and Zena does the desserts. Do I have that right? And everything else. And yeah. everything else.
2: They do a little bit of everything, both of them.
1: And they recently opened they, – they brought they brought culture to a food desert because we live in Kensington, and about a block from our house is a new, relatively new dish and dram, and mm-hmm. the food is great, and they've got little restaurant empire. So we're going to hear about everything that's going on at um, uh, uh, Daily Dish and also about the expanding empire. I'm going to talk her into buying that $5 million parcel up on Connecticut okay, Avenue. Okay,
2: good luck with that. Okay, so since we felt that beer was just not enough, we decided that we also needed cocktails as well. So um, in with us today, we have uh, also a Ramy nominee. It's like Ramy Day in uh, the Foodie and the Beast studio. Uh She's, um Margaret Perry is nominated for General Manager of the Year, which is very cool. And um, she is with Kirasan Tim Ma's fabulous restaurant in the Shaw region. Look how
1: she's beaming. I know. You're well, it's exciting. And, and you know what? You have dimples. I didn't see hey, that hey, before. Okay. Look at those it's dimples. It's not
2: embarrassing. It's very exciting. And you should rock <laughs> right. it. And anyway, she's making fabulous cocktails for us today. One that is going to be in a hollowed out honeydew melon, which I cannot wait to try. So let's hit it. Let's start with Naheem. Hey, Naheem. How are you? Hi.
4: Long time, uh, long time listener, first time guest. I'm really <laughs> excited. Wait, are you sucking
1: up or are you? <laughs> I'm totally okay. sucking. All up. right, man. So That's I'll be good. on more All often.
4: Right. All right. God bless you,
1: mate. All right. So Jack Rose is a great bar in Adams Morgan. Probably best known for its. I mean, it's got one of the best whiskey selections. Uh the largest... know because we have
4: of-age sons who have come home lubricated from this. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, uh, I actually bartended uh, Sam's uh, bathroom party. Was that you? That, that was, was when I met you then. That's why the quality of service was but so But I amazing. came home lubricated from that. Yes, so. right. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. That's why you don't remember. So why whiskey? I mean, how did that all happen? Let's start with that. Um, what was the 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 choice to make there? Bill Thomas wanted to not just have the greatest whiskey bar in the world, but to have the epicenter of beverage. So people would go there. Enjoy some whiskey, but you can't really drink whiskey all night. I mean, you can, but you're not going to. You haven't met Sam Nellis. Yeah, you're you're not going to be doing too well the next day. But then being able to have amazing cocktails, being able to have, you know, amazing beers in between, have that full experience. You know, we have cigars smoking upstairs on the roof. We have incredible food. So it's everything that you want for indulgence. So he reached out to me um, a while back when I was looking to transition onwards and kind of do my own thing. So he stole you. He did, uh, yes, okay. absolutely. Yes. Um, but it was the fact that my obsessive comp- uh, compulsive disorder was really well known.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: he's like, hmm, so you're completely obsessive about every single like beer thing you do? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, what would you want to do? And I'm like, rebuild your whole brand new draft system to make it even better. And that's where it all began.
1: Because you're more of an inventor, I think, than a beer guy. But what that's the other question I had when I was reading up on you. I mean, there are so many beer programs in the city, mm-hmm. and you were, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 is it fair to say an acolyte of Greg's over at Neighborhood Restaurant Group? Yeah, I
4: was his assistant beer director and cellar master. So so how do you go about building
1: a beer program that's different, you know, that's markedly different from everybody else's? Um, you
4: look at what you see the trends um, occurring in the whole beer world. You also tend to look... Uh, at your customers, understand the demographic, and beyond that, do something completely unique. And one of the things that wasn't and still really isn't being done is draft beer isn't uh, tended to as it should be. A lot of people will say, oh, you know what? I'm going to tap this Pilsner. I just had a stout on this line. They shrug their shoulders and then tap that next beer. Then so it wash then it out, right. You don't have any of that control. Um, but then on top of that, it was taking the idea of Jack Rose and going even further and taking all the relationships that we've built over the years. I've been in the beer industry for 15 years, and then doing and fun you. things. You're like, still
1: standing up straight. That's amazing.
4: Oh, it's it's uh, it helps that I'm actually <laughs> held up by strings. So. <laughs> see, you know.
2: Okay, so let's talk about what you poured for us
4: first. Yes. Okay, so the whiskey is going to come a little bit later. That's actually um, a whiskey from one of our... Uh, Will It Rye Barrels, we got six barrels that we ended up distributing to local breweries. It
2: smells so good. Mm.
4: So that we will get to when we taste the beers that were aged in the barrels that the whiskey came from. Mm -hmm. That's pretty convoluted to say. Okay. Um, But the first beer that you're tasting is from our friends at um, Perennial Artisan Ales. Mm -hmm. And they ended up traveling around the country, going to different bars that they were able to just cleanse their palates at from drinking all the beer that they do. And Mm -hmm. they fell in love with the idea of doing Uh, beers emulating cocktails so the first collab was with the aviary in chicago and then apparently we were doing something right and they approached us to do our proprietary cocktail beer which was a jack rose version which is our namesake as well so cool all right.
2: All right. Well, we're gonna try these, and Margaret. Originally, we were gonna go to you, but Jamie and Summer both have to get going, so we right. want to get to them so that they can get to where they need to.
1: It's be. all about you, right? <laughs> Summer exactly. and Jamie, all yeah. about.
2: <laughs> and then that. we will Jamie, come to you. To all okay. right. <laughs> okay. So
1: first of all, Jamie, let's just do two seconds on you and and all oh, the Hanks uh, Empire and all of that cuz you've got the oyster bar, you got the, the pasta, pasta bar, bar, you got this, yeah. you got that. Yes, we have so yeah,
5: I'm much going on. on uh building my sixth restaurant which is down on the wharf that's going to be a oyster bar on the wharf. Oh, it's and right I have to
2: say she's also Remy nominated.
5: Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm nominated for restaurant tour of the year.
2: Right. So it's
5: a yeah. it's a Grammy Day a in studio. Later. Right. Yeah. I
1: want you to sign my thigh if you don't mind. <laughs> no problem. Okay, <laughs> pal. Um,
5: so yeah, so um, but I'm very I'm very excited about Hank's Pasta Bar. It's in um, northern uh, Old Town, uh, six hundred Montgomery Street. Um, and we've been um, we've started a uh, drag brunch. With Summer Night and mm-hmm. uh, her crew from Perry's, who are, you know, they're the best. It's a really class act. And um, she just she's just amazing with her girls. And she does, uh, you know, costume changes and really gets the crowd engaged in, in the whole fun of it. And it's just a lot of fun. And we're just, like, stirring it up in well, Virginia. Right, like... I was going to
2: say, I mean, of all your places... Yeah, you know, instead of Hanks on Seventeenth, or right. you know, I'm sort of surprised that you went with Alexandria for that.
5: Yeah, we did that purposely. Okay. because there's nothing like that over there. Sure. Well, summer.
1: Yeah. It, how would you and I get engaged at this? You just said you well, you'd have the, to take the, the, me to dinner the, uh, right, oh. at first, oh, yeah. at the very least, right? Everybody wants something first. No, uh, t- uh, tell us about the show.
3: So, um, what what the show is? It's, it's a cabaret style brunch. Um, where I have entertainers that come from all over. I have a special guest every, um, um, every month. And what I like to do is um, I like for everybody to forget everything that's going on in this world. And to I cause people that's to That's hard think. to do. Um, when you walk in my doors, you literally are on my time, and I'm gonna, you know, take you on a ride. And I tell you that right when I get on the microphone. And um, I, I always challenge people um, after the show to take the smile that they have and go on the sidewalk and share it with someone else.
2: I love that, and it's, <laughs> a, and
5: it's a big smile. I
2: bad. I mean, uh, so how many um, girls do you have with you?
3: So I have a cast of four. Okay. Um, and I have an alternating spot.
2: And how does it work? Like how do the two of you work together? Like when she's putting on the show, so is what, service just happening? Right. Like how so does it happen? So what we're doing
5: is so it's twenty five dollars, and that includes a buffet brunch mm-hmm. and um, the show. Okay. So and then so I so mean the, that's, the, a, the brunch, that's a good price. The, it's a great price, most, and so the most brunch buffet is brunches like,
1: are just twenty five dollars. Yeah, right. and
5: it's it includes like chicken cacciatore, you know, and the usual breakfast stuff, eggs right. and bacon and sausages, and and then we're also doing these almond muffins, which we brought for you to taste. They're beautiful. Mm. Um and. And we also have pictures of champagne uh, mimosas, which we're going to pop here for you to taste. How is that possible? You making any money on this? um, (laughs) uh, uh, Yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. (laughs) But we wanted to have fun. We wanted to. It'll be an eighty-dollar brunch next week. (laughs) Um so uh yeah, so it works that way and then so people come in. So we do two shows. We do a ten AM and a one PM show. So ten AM you come in, you know, you sit down, you get you go through your buffet right away, you get your food. So we give you like twenty minutes or so to get your food and get Mm -hmm. your drink orders. And then Summer starts her show, and people are eating while the show is going on. And so, she, Summer,
2: tells us she a, party. Yeah. Woo! Oh,
5: wait
1: a minute. You're, Some of your girls, I love this name, Whitney Gucci, G-U-C-C-I, Whitney Gucci Goo. Yes. And Godfrey Arbulu. Arbulu, yes. So, okay. what
2: does the show, like, what are we getting on the show? Like, what are we singing? Is it? Tell us about it. So,
3: it's a pantomime. Um, we pantomime or lip sync. Right. Um, it's like... Lip sync for your life times like twenty million, right? Um, and you know, it's dancing. It's all about engaging and having a good time and creating another magical, memorable experience mm-hmm. at Hanks, which is really fantastic,
5: right? Well, yeah, which so is- they really like they get into the the dining room. They get in between the tables. You know, they'll sit on people's laps and, uh-huh. you know, engage people to, you know, just interact with them.
3: It's really a lot of fun. But it
2: must be so much fun for everybody. Like, do you have a good time it's doing this? It's super
3: exciting, usually, um, which is great. I have um, whiskey, you know, like we have in front of me now. Right. Um, but it, it always helps. What people don't um, understand is I'm actually super nervous as a boy. Mm -hmm. Um, and but when I get to be summer, it's a completely different character that I put on, which is really fantastic. Now,
2: so how do you decide? Because I have a couple photos of you as summer night. And you have a lot of different looks. Yeah, yeah.
3: one
1: where you sort of doing a...
2: Like a big blonde look. Uh How do you go about deciding who you're going to be that day?
3: So I, um... I can do impersonations but I cre- really Thank create you. my own character. Mm-hmm. Um, Summer I, I say that I'm the self proclaimed politically incorrect diva of DC. Okay, good. Um, you I- rock that title. <laughs> <laughs> and um and you know, and now of old town. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm super excited. But you know, and I make everything that I wear. I make my own hair, my jewelry, my clothes. Wait, you
2: make your, yeah. your wigs?
3: Yep, I actually will sew Thank the you. tracks and I do everything myself. Yeah. Okay,
2: wait, we're gonna pull you close on Facebook Live I want people to see your fabulous It's So are those earrings that yes, you're wearing? Yes, they're earrings. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Thank and you, you so make much. those yes. yourself? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about more that's going on at, at all of Jamie Leeds restaurants, and uh, maybe we can convince Summer Night to uh, sing us a song or two on air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because um, because but you're not nervous do that, now, can right? Can we all raise a glass with a little bit of sparkle in the Solid. morning? Oh, yeah. It's a Sparkle Saturdays Cheers. next week. <laughs> This is David and Nikki Nels with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be right back.
6: July is National Ice Cream Month at the Market at River Falls. We're thinking of pie a la mode, $2 off pies from Whisk, organic ice cream from Trickling Springs, and gelato from Dolceza. And Alaska salmon and Wagyu beef is great on the grill. Visit the Market at River Falls. The What's Working in Washington
1: podcast with your host, Jonathan Aberman.
4: We share this region's innovative, entrepreneurial, and creative spirit. This podcast tells impressive stories of passion and spunk taking place here. Here in the D.C. region, it illustrates how the nation's capital is anything but the stuffy, bureaucratic, politics-only reputation it tries to shed.
6: The What's Working in Washington podcast.
1: Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, onecom or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast D.C.
6: Summer reading programs have a major impact on a child's reading level and enjoyment of books. Bolster your child's reading skills and summer fun at Prince George's County Memorial Library System's Summer at Your Library. Summer at Your Library has activities for all ages, from books and crafts to STEM activities and more, all around the theme, Building a Better World. Register at your local branch or online at pgcmls.info to get your game board and become eligible for a free book and prizes.
1: You know, the mantra in Washington is follow the money. Everybody says it. Hardly anybody does it. But we do every week on Your Turn with Mike Causey. Whether it's your pay raise, a major change to your retirement package, or the chances of layoffs, we're on it. Because we really do follow the money, and it's your money. Give us a listen Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m., or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Your Turn. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis before we go back to Summer Night and Jamie Leed. That Pie a la Mode special at the Market at River Falls in Potomac Mm -hmm. is unbelievable. It is. I ain't just saying it. It's for real. So if you're out that way, you got to stop by the Market. It's terrific. Mm -hmm. All right, so are you going to
3: sing? Well, it's hard to lip sync, you know. Right. What are some of the songs that you do? So what I love to do is I... Um, I don't really do tons of top 40. I do everything that people can sing along to. Sure. Um, I usually open the show with Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, allow the men to feel me, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> it's How so, can I sing along? I don't know that song. What Man, is it? Man, I Feel Like a Woman. No, a humble you buzz. Huh? Shania she Twain. knows it. He's just
2: like, <laughs> I feel, you know it. I'm know, not going right. to sing it.
3: i sing. Right. I lip sync for a living. Right,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, limb syncing on radio is even yeah, worse. I know. Than
2: so, that's these are, so, those are the kinds like, so of songs to do, that people know. I
3: love to do things that, not only that, because most of the clientele there, it's, it's not a gay group. It's mm-hmm. mostly straight people and bachelorette parties and birthdays. And, you know, and I do stuff that they can sing along to and have fun with. Um, like Whitney Houston, you know, uh, Shania Twain, Meredith Brooks.
2: I mean, can I just say, this is like the best first date. Ever, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, the cost is right for first date and it's fun and it's interactive. Uh I think this is such a good thing for people to do for
5: large groups for celebrating, sure. Like, you said,
2: bachelorette parties, so much fun. Bachelorette
5: parties, any kind of a celebration. Actually, you should
1: get in touch with the post and do that. What's that first date thing that they set up? What's it called?
2: Uh, called, I think it's called
5: First Date. We have a lot of first dates at Hank's. At, at the Oyster Bars, people come back year after year because I they bet. had their first dates at the. Because
2: it's such a great, I mean, all your yeah. restaurants are great, but the one on 17th Street and the one on Capitol Hill, like, they're just, you know, they're fabulous locations. Thank Do you. you know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Let's just talk for a second about some of the things you have going on at all your restaurants because you have so much happening, including the new opening, but that's not going to be until when? Like October? Yeah, it's going
5: to be in October. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, we have um, Ladies Tea. Right um, at uh, both DuPont location, which so is what the is first the Sunday. Take? So ladies' tea is um, it's just a gathering of women. We do happy hour drinks and and, and raw bar, mm-hmm. and um, it's a lot of fun. We get two to three hundred women coming in on in Dupont. It, it's the it's first Sunday <laughs> of every month, and mm-hmm. then we started doing it at Hank's Cocktail Bar up in Petworth on so no, Upshur. It's like, do you have to sign up for it? No, you just, you just come. You just come. There's no door fee, nothing. Mm-hmm. You just come, and it was it's a way just for women to gather mm-hmm. and have fun and and meet people, and um, it's. It's just turned into a huge, huge uh, event. People okay. look forward to it. We do it in, during the summer months, summer okay. and spring, and then we don't do it in the winter, so everybody's really looking forward to it when the when the summertime comes. I
2: bet. I mean, it is really a cool thing to do. It's a great yeah. way to I bring people I don't know why you're together. looking at
1: me. I'm not invited. No, you're
2: not invited. You could yeah.
1: come. Yeah, it sounds we like a cool guys. thing.
2: Yeah, I go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be <laughs> home sitting way. on the couch right. sucking my thumb. I have to
2: borrow one of yours. Yeah. We're also doing
0: so
5: uh, a seafood boil at the cocktail bar for Shark Week. Oh So right. we're doing it during Is that Shark next week? week. Next yeah. week,
1: yeah. I'll bet it costs it a fish. right? Exactly, it costs no, a fish. Thank fin. you, yeah, buddy, David.
5: Bada Bing. Thank um, you. <laughs> so it's Shark Week. We're doing seafood boil on the uh, 23rd. Mm-hmm. It's uh, thirty-five dollars. Um, and and get where a big are you doing plate it? At cocktail bar. At which cocktail bar. Hanks Cocktail Bar. Up in Petworth. In Petworth. And on Upshur Street. Um, so you get a big plate of seafood. And, of course, we're having Mako Shark in there. Cool. And uh, shellfish. And then you get uh, a couple of drink tickets with that as well.
1: Oh, well, that so, sounds like fun. Yeah, How does it feel to have a- an empire? Fun. Fun. I, know. I remember when you just opened Hank's.
3: Yeah, well, I don't know that I have an empire right now. He has an amazing family, I'll say that. Like, like, as soon as I've come in, and I actually met them because I actually helped. Um, with the in a proposal of these two, which is really fantastic at Perry's. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've literally taken me and like, like brought me into their family. It's not really an empire. It's a, it's an amazing family and it's great to be part of.
2: Oh, that is so You can join our family. You can be cousin <laughs> yeah. right. So,
3: and yeah, as soon as I've walked in, you know, they've, they've literally treated me, um, like like a goddess and um and i'm well, actually a god as
2: you are i mean come on
3: now and that's from one goddess to another exactly. I to say that, right.
5: uh, so i also want to say hank's pasta bar does brunch every weekend it's not just right this. right right so but we the... also do brunch every weekend we right. do friday friday saturday and sunday brunch at uh, hank's but pasta i want to make sure friday? everybody wait, knows wait, wait. we do friday
2: Friday brunch. Yeah,
5: yeah. So That's we do fun. instead. Of it, it's a, it's a lot of lunch items, but we also offer egg items, which mm-hmm. people really love during the week. You know, right. Especially so. in summer,
2: I feel like people yeah. like are taken off early on Fridays. Yeah. They're mentally checked out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can sit outside. So-
1: and or some of us were just born mentally checked out. Right.
2: Stop talking about
5: all
1: right. What's the address <laughs> of Hank's Pasta Bar?
5: It's 600 Montgomery Street, mm-hmm. Alexandria, Virginia. All right.
2: Okay. And summer night. Where else can people like? We, we're going to see you next Sunday, obviously after foodie. The beast at uh Hank's Pasta Bar, but where else can we find you? Like online, you can
3: um, you can check me out on Instagram at okay. Summer Night and that's night with a K 2002, mm-hmm. um, as well as on Facebook and it's Summer Night as well.
2: Okay, great,
1: thank
3: you, thank guys. you guys thank so you much. For in. You said it's Sunday, so but you meant Saturday, meant Saturday, it's Saturday,
5: it's Saturday. Saturday. Yes. oh my it's the third God. Saturday of every, of every month. month. Oh, third Saturday I love it when, every I every month. Month. when I catch you in a mistake, it's the yes. best
1: thing ever. <laughs> Ever. All Thank right. Thank you
5: for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thank so
1: you. let's go over to Margaret Perry. Margaret Kirasan, um, uh, you're nominated for first of all, congratulations. Thank you as very much. GM of the year for the rammies the Oscars of the restaurant <laughs> yeah, <right>. industry.
7: <laughs> right,
1: right. By Jamie. Yeah. Well, um, tell us about that. I mean, first of all, how do you get nominated?
7: I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think uh, I can tell you how you get nominated. <laughs> yeah. Your PR person <laughs> submits a huge form. <laughs> That's how you get
2: nominated.
7: Yeah, and I I do know um, Joey and Tim helped with the nomination, and mm-hmm. um, and then there's an anonymous board that comes in and dines at the restaurant and kind of. Um, Grades you, I guess, and judges you. And then um, there's also an interview component and a little like writing component. It's a real thing. So, yeah, it's really cool. All
1: right, well, let's talk a little about Joey and Tim and Kirasan, too, so people understand the restaurant.
7: Of course, yeah. So, um, uh, Joey and Tim um, have been working in the DC, Virginia mostly area for about uh, 10 years now. First restaurant was Maple Avenue in Vienna. And then um Water and Wall in Virginia, which is mm-hmm. when I joined their team. Okay. Um, I had been to Maple Avenue a bunch of times and just loved their Joe, food. We had
1: Tim on when he had Maple Avenue. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah,
7: yeah. Um, loved their food. And so when it showed up in um just down the street from where I lived, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply there and um was started as a server, AGM after a couple months, and then general manager um, a couple months after that, which was really exciting. And then um, just last year, last March, we opened Carason, our first mm-hmm. DC venture, which was really exciting. In Shaw. In Shaw. Mm-hmm. Super hip, really fun, um, great community there. And um, really well, the cool Shea really
1: changed that whole the area. Shea,
7: exactly so we're in the basement of this or the bottom floor of the Shea. They're and not the just, basement not the basement <laughs> not the basement um, and it's it's an awesome awesome community out there uh-huh. and it's also really cool having known them for so long and you guys have known them for a long time too seeing a restaurant that's yeah, it's a year old but it's 10 years in the making you know right um, a fulfillment of a lot of ideas that we've played out. In the past and now, here they or are. Saw in a place, cocktail so. ideas. Yeah. So, uh, what is your involvement in the cocktail program? How does it come um, to be? So, I we have a um, a bartending team, and then I'll oversee that. Um, mm-hmm. I am really maybe unique in the restaurant world in that I love brunch, a lot. I was gonna say, yeah, you are.
2: <laughs> I mean, even though we just spent time right, talking, talking about, about brunch, about but it, a lot but of
7: a lot of people in the industry
2: because it's, it's it's usually Sunday. It's right. not always. Friday, it's Saturday, after Sunday, Friday, like, night. It's Friday night. Zena loves
1: brunch.
7: That <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but it's like
2: but you
1: said, I love brunch. And it looks you look so. like you smelled something bad.
2: Oh, please, Zena. Love.
7: So I take a pretty active role in the brunch cocktails and also the brunch menu to a certain extent because mm-hmm. um, that's like what I love to eat and drink right. myself, um, and I also just love the communal aspect of brunch and it's really fun and low key and exciting. Um, so
2: when you're putting together cocktails for brunch yes. or just your cocktail menu in general like how are you playing with things like talk to um, us about yeah, what you're doing Yeah sure
7: so generally I want um I want our bartenders to come um, approach cocktails the same way that we approach food uh-huh. which is a, you know it's a ch- chef is Chinese American so it's this Chinese sensibility of balance and that's clear in like you look at classic cocktails and you'll see a balance of bitter and sweet and um, brightness mm-hmm. but for an actual like for creating new cocktails that's I want that to be like their their operating principle is how do we balance out all of these different components to make something that's cohesive and more than the sum of their parts right right because I think a lot of people
2: sometimes especially when it comes with to cocktails that there's um there's a lot of play right and a lot of it sounds good right but balance is yeah. sometimes missed even though it could be a, a An okay cocktail. Do you know what I mean? But Like that balance is so important. Yeah, exactly.
7: So we go, when we're adding um, a cocktail to the menu, we will do tasting after tasting after tasting. And that's after the bartender's already tasted it Mm -hmm. however many times to come up it. And then you (laughs) Uber (laughs)
1: home, (laughs) right?
7: Always.
3: All right, why Um, don't you tell
7: us what you're going to pour for us first? Sure. So the first one is actually um, a spritz. Spritzes Uh are wonderfully super popular, again, because they're a really great way to enjoy... (laughs) wine in the daytime uh-huh. which is awesome um, so right now I have uh, a Gamay made um, from Oregon Gamay grapes I love Gamay. Me too and this is done in the Beaujolais Nouveau style so it's called okay. Nouveau Nouveau and it's a female winemaker um, Kate Norris who is from Division uh-huh. and she she just does incredible stuff and she learned how to make wine in, um, in Beaujolais itself so she has this wonderful affinity to the Gamay grape. Um, it's It's a great wine. I really love it. A little chilled on its own. Uh But it's uh, a little weird for some people. So we've tried to um, spruce it up. Uh and um, So we've made a spritz. It's got a Campari base with a little bit of rosemary simple syrup. uh, A blood orange garnish and then the uh, the wine itself.
2: Okay, I'm going to let you pour that, and then, Kevin, if it's okay with you, I think we'll take a commercial break a little early so that when we can come back, and we can hit Naheem and then talk to Zina. Um, so, we're going to get spritzed over here. Mm. David and Nikki Nellis on Fooding the Beast will be back in just a
5: second. That
1: sec. sounds kinky. Mm-hmm.
5: Long time no see, buddy.
3: How's it going? When did you get back? Hey, good to see you. I've been home for almost a year, just trying to adjust and get back into the swing of things. Well, it looks like you've been busy. I always see those pics you post of you and your family at all those events. What gives? Oh, yeah, Vet Vet VetTix gives. What's vet Vet VetTix is an awesome charity that gives free event tickets, you know, like concerts and sporting events and shows, to currently serving military and vets, including immediate family of troops killed in action. You wouldn't believe how these events have helped me adjust to being back. It's just like a good time that I could have with my family, and you know, all these new happy memories we're making are priceless.
5: And it's nice to know that people appreciate your service and your sacrifice.
3: Yeah, it is. Listen, I've actually got extra tickets. Can I donate them? Yeah, it's easy. Just go to vettix.org. It's a great site. You can give your extra tickets, and other vets like me can sign up to get them. Cool. I'm on it, buddy. Good to know you're back. And hey,
4: thank you for your service. In today's competitive job market, imagine not having the reading skills needed to even fill out an application. 90,000 adults in D.C. are considered functionally illiterate. It takes a lot for an adult to admit they can't read. It takes even more courage to do something about it. The Washington Literacy Center teaches adult learners to read, giving them options and a bright future. Please give back to the community by donating today. Go to WashingtonLiteracyCenter.org and make your much-needed charitable contribution. Changing lives through literacy. WashingtonLiteracyCenter.org
6: John F. Kennedy once said, The greater our knowledge increases the more our ignorance unfolds.
1: If you are a CIO of a government agency, you know what that means. That's why there is federalnewsradio.com. Because it's not just about gathering intel. It's about gathering the right intel. Wisdom served daily by a team of award-winning journalists like Jason Miller and Tom Tammen. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience the difference. We are back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Let's go back over to Naheem Simon from Jack Rose. Naheem, f- first of all, the first two beers you poured, I'm a pretty s- simple... I'm, beer is my preferred go-to, uh-huh. and, I, and I generally go with something like an Anchor Steam or something sort of mainstream. These, however, are really, I mean... Yeah, nothing's ever simple with me. No, my well, friends will tell, my I mean, will tell these, you. My wife will tell you. I don't even... I can't even begin to think of what
4: the ingredients are. Some of these are aged in whiskey barrels, right? Actually, you're about to t- – so the first one that you're tasting uh, is from uh, Right Proper. It's our collaboration with them, named Baron Nahim, which I'm very excited about. Uh, that was a little surprise from uh, your their day, baby.
2: Wait, this one?
4: Yeah. Okay. That's the um, the Baron Nahim, which Nathan surprised me with the name. It's their Baron Corvo um, beer-to-guard that's been aged – in uh, our Will it Three Year Rye Barrel mm-hmm. that is also a sister barrel of the next beer that you'll uh, taste that Brittany's going to pass out in a second. But what you want to do is taste beer and then taste the whiskey that came from the barrel that the beer was then aged in and then go back to the beer to taste how the flavor is transformed because there's plenty of places where you'll be able to taste, okay, you know, another barrel-aged beer. But right. what I want to do is make sure that you have the experience of tasting that original beer tasting the original spirit, and then tasting that mariage parfait and understanding what the barrel did to the beer.
1: Mariage parfait. Yes. You must think we have a sophisticated audience. <laughs> I,
2: I read it on
4: the internet. <laughs> it means something fancy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it means
7: something really, really
2: fancy.
4: <laughs> so it's it's half the fun. I mean, like again, we're always playing. We're always experimenting. Um, we recently sent down three barrels to uh, John Wakefield uh, down in Miami, he's going to be doing uh, two versions of the same beer where he's got two uh, Joseph A. Magnus barrels, mm-hmm. one of which is going to be flash aged. So he's going to put the beer in the barrel, put it in a walk-in cooler, 24 hours later, pull it out, then 24 hours again, put it back in, see how that affects the beer. And we're going to try to understand uh, how that versus actually racking the barrel for a few months really affects the flavor. So we get to play with the same... Barrel, in essence, but just, you know, different aging methods. So
2: that's this one?
4: No, that's going to be coming out. The second one that you're tasting is from our friends at Port City. Okay. Uh, out in Alexandria, it's which super is chocolatey. It's so good. But then when you taste um, it alongside the whiskey, you're getting a little bit more of that spice. Okay. So the first one with the right proper, you end up with a little bit more of that, like, Venice funk character because they have their mixed fermentation culture. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little bit more of their, like, malt base after you taste the rye whiskey. But then with this one, you get so much more of that booziness, a little bit more of that heat, a little <laughs> bit more of that spice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm ruining your productivity for the day. No, well, I, I, mean, no, I guess my question is, how do you do this and not end up schnookered all day? Um, professional yeah. alcoholism is a gift. Yeah. And it's also...
1: Congratulations. Thank all you. All right, well, while we're tasting this... Let's talk to Zena Poland, who is co owner of the Daily Dish, which is a Rammy nominee for Casual Restaurant of the Year. They're on Grub Road in Silver Spring. Mm. And she is also co owner of Dish and Dram, which is in our neighborhood in Kensington.
2: And we're at all the time.
1: A former food wasteland. Right. Now, now with fine, delicious dining. <laughs> Thank you. So hi. So you're a pretty celebrated um, a food writer, a travel writer. I mean, how yes. how did this how did you end up in the restaurant business?
0: Well, I had um, I had been writing. I was a managing editor of a travel magazine in Saint Kitts. I was living I was living in Puerto Rico um, for about eight years, working there, and I came back in about 2009. And if anyone remembers 2009, I do. in the restaurant industry, um, it was tough, and mm-hmm. I kind of fell backwards. I went back to some catering and. Began a partnership at the Daily Dish in probably the worst year in restaurant history. And then the rest was history. So, But
2: the Daily Dish was already there. It was a different right? restaurant. We took
0: it, it over. You the took it over. The dog thing. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the red dog. Yeah, that's we what took that was. over. Right. So
0: uh, we just took the space did over. Did they actually
1: serve dog? Um, I did not. not serve dog. <laughs> God, I hope they didn't. <laughs>
0: And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So this many years later, we we're really excited. We have a great group of people in the Casual Restaurant of the Year. Two years ago, we won for brunch, which is why I was laughing because that's kind of our world too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. and then we opened the Dish and Dram, um, which, as you guys know, we love having you has the only alcohol full alcohol license in, in Kensington. Old Kensington. Yes,
2: I know. So so, but let's talk about like it's interesting. You've gone super uber neighborhood. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like not in D.C. Like the Where you are in Silver Spring, like you're not in downtown Silver Spring. There is no downtown Kensington, but you've taken places that are very in need of decent dining and that also on the other side need to be supported by the community in order to be successful. Well, that's
1: actually a good question because I mean, Kensington is a tremendous density, Mm -hmm. it's an upscale neighborhood. I mean, was it build it and they will come, or do you have to reach out in the community and get people? You, you know, because we're used to right. not having anywhere to go in Kensington. <laughs> there, there are two other restaurants, and they're fine. Yep. But it's really not, there's no density of restaurants like there is on Bethesda Row.
0: Right. Well, it's a very interesting question, Nikki. And, you know, I always laugh. I say, well, I'm from New York. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Long Island, you know, with Strip Mall City. And I always say, my mother's so proud, you know, all of my girlfriends, Jamie, Ruth, all these people are opening these wonderful restaurants, and I'm in strip malls in the suburbs. But, you know, it works, and we have some of the most loyal customers you have ever met. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we fell into Kensington. Somebody was moving, and we decided to take the space. And, you know, Kensington actually has a really wonderful PR company that works with them, so they've been very helpful. And we're really big on social media, Mm -hmm. but I think the key is to really um, live and kind of – I live in downtown D.C., but my business partner lives in Silver Spring, and we have people who come – literally five six days a week and eat at our bar mm-hmm. and we understood what we did in silver spring and we thought that's what kensington needs i mean yep. who doesn't want a manhattan at the end of the day right you know a cocktail a, you know bourbon something and we thought you know this is the space and as you saw we turned it around to have this kind of dual side so the front has the tvs and it's more interactive and you could sit on the high tops right. and you meet your friends and in the back you could have more of like a date An night intimate. or yeah. meetings or intimate So we've really realized that that's a little bit of our niche um, because so many other people are doing the wharf and these big things downtown. Right. And it's worked for us because that's how we are as people. Like, we like that tight community type
2: of a thing. Okay. So let's talk about some of the food that you're doing at both restaurants.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Well, I mean, both of the concepts are similar. Um, We like to say farm-to-table without getting too, you know— Silly about it, it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, too, The too daily classy. dish is really uh, like local comfort food, and the dish and dram, the concept, the word dram means a little Scotch whiskey, right. In, right? So it's a little bit more international, so Jerry, my business partner, is actually in Scotland, in Amsterdam, in Europe right now, doing some tasting to bring back some ideas. So that's why at the dish and dram, you'll find maybe steak frites and our fish and chips. Mm-hmm. But what you see here today is very, um, very typical what we of what are yeah. it's, it's, it Quiche? Well, yeah, this is a tomato tart. We got some of the first of the heirlooms in. So good. And we made so goat good. cheese. Now, this is a Pipe Dreams <coughs> fromage that comes okay. out of Pennsylvania. We have a chilled uh, pea and mint soup with that.
1: I better try that, don't you? <laughs> Somebody mm-hmm. should try that. Yeah. And
0: then I brought two desserts that really um, reflect this kind of farm fresh. This is a white chocolate mascarpone tart. Mm-hmm. We actually like to use every bit of our uh, that we can. So this is a candied grapefruit peel. Cool. And then it has blueberries, strawberries, blackberries. And mm-hmm. this is my little gem that I worked really hard, just special for you guys. Thank you. We took very fresh basil and strawberries from the farm. We made mm-hmm. up a vanilla creme and we put it on a meringue or pavlova as it's called right. in England. And what we like to do, these are specials. These aren't some of the everyday items. Right. Right. Um, but it's part of what we buy at the farms, at the auctions in Pennsylvania. We bring the produce, and we try to use it in fun ways.
1: The mint pea soup is terrific. This well, and this like, um, tomato pie is really Thank lovely. You so much. Right.
2: Yeah, it's nice chilled, isn't it? Yeah. It's really nice, yeah. Um, and mm. And do you work with, like, as you come into the community, like, are there things that, like, people are like, oh, we would like this or like that? Oh, I mean, yes. I'm sure people are very vocal. How does that work? <laughs> they are, you know, I think it's interesting that Kensington contacts me
0: the most very, very engaged community Probably because we're newer mm-hmm. And people really want Again, they they, they want something new They want to be able to eat They don't want to have to drive to Bethesda and park You want to be able to walk and have a cocktail That's I know, which is what's so nice right. So we have had a lot of feedback And we try to adapt to that We brought in, as, as you have seen, some different whiskeys We brought different beers We're playing mm-hmm. around with the menu You'll see a change to the dish and dram menu As the season changes mm-hmm. We've only been open since November So we're just getting our feeding under us uh, Of course, obviously yeah. So. And
2: what about, um, I know you have a great cocktail program, but what about your wine
0: program? Well, th- I brought today two wines. Now, I just recently did a wine-tasting trip in Austria, so I brought this Steininger mm-hmm. and Netzel. We're in the
1: wrong business. <laughs> it
0: was wonderful. Really this is, a, Netzel is a woman-owned winemaker. I was really pleased to see we have two of those today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine is her name. She's one of my favorite people I met in Austria. And okay. then this is a special bottle, and this is going to be our standard rosé Steininger. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's really delicious. So what we try to do is bring wines that um, I did also a tasting in Willamette Valley, went through there. Right. Um, I have a lot of the Brooks wines. I have Argyle. So um, it is now my goal to try and travel and taste wine and bring it back. That's where okay, we're with go. you. <laughs>
3: That's
1: our so, goal, too. It's me, just not um, working out.
2: Um, so I guess my question is, though, is that even though it's um, an educated community, um, how do you go? I, it's not that educated. You know no, no, I mean? no, like no. Is it a food educated
1: community? Is it? So, yeah. for the
2: wines that you're bringing in, like, mm-hmm. for example, I always order when I come in the wine from Uruguay. Oh, yeah, that's a good friend of mine. But that is correct. Right. Yes. It's fabulous. But when I brought a bunch of girls in one night for dinner, you know, they were, they wanted a glass of white wine. Right. They know Sauvignon Blanc. They know New Zealand. Uh-huh. I mean, this is, I mean, or, right. uh, or Australia. Um, This isn't a slight on them, yeah. but they were like, I, I mean, they were very. Concerned about ordering yeah. a wine from a country that they, they weren't familiar with, so how do you go about educating people right. uh, without making them feel
1: right. stupid?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> so you know, Silver Spring. It's interesting that you say that specifically on the Sauvignon Blanc. So Silver Spring, we came at it a different way. So I have an oaked shard from California and, and a French French shard from the be- from a stainless steel barrel right. from France. Right. I have uh, three Sauvignon Blancs. I have. Um uh, my favorite one, the Bodegas Corral, then I have Frenzy from New Zealand, uh-huh. and then I have a Chilean because of that. But what we found in um Kensington is we really thought we would go different levels. Um because we actually it it actually it takes a little while. Now my general manager at Kensington is also a, a level. Sum. Mm-hmm. So uh, we try to train our staff. Takes, it, uh,
1: John, yeah. Jeff? John. John, good man. He's a
0: sommelier. Thank yep. you very much. And so what we try to do is, and I think my staff also gets excited about what I like. You probably, Mm -hmm. the reason they gave you the Bodegas is not just because it's a Sauvignon, but hopefully because there was a relation to the fact that I've been there and know them. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. we try to educate the staff on that. We're still working on that. And we changed, you might have noticed, we changed our Pinot Grigio there. Mm -hmm. We're actually changing our uh, house wine to a Gruner from Austria. It's going to be a kegged Gruner because we thought actually Kensington would love a house wine that's a gruner. Because the feedback on the one we have now is a little too bubbly for people. Okay. It's uh, Sauvignon Blanc Arganega, So it's that, listening People really. in
1: Kensington don't like things that are too bubbly?
0: It was funny. It comes out a little bubbly for them. It's <laughs> so, too a- professional. <laughs> I know exactly who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's really feedback. And we, we're happy to make changes or add-on.
1: So you make a, a point of talking about... Uh, about farm-to-table. Do you have I relationships say, with the people? I say, I ate
2: people? that whole piece of tomato pie. <laughs> so I did not save know, any for you. any of you in studio. <laughs> you're all, I uh, You're all
1: SOL, and that's I not I one of the seven the words. the entire Sorry. thing.
2: It was delicious. The crust. Oh, thank
0: you. It was great. I went to a lot. I, that took me about a day to get that crust right. Is so it I appreciate pate brisee? What pate is it? Pate brisee, and it's a, yeah, it's an it's all so Martha stuck. Stewart recipe, actually. It near, it's pretty I damn I mean,
1: literally within 100 yards of the farmer's market that's there every Saturday. Do you have relationships with any of those well, people now? Well,
0: interestingly enough, we actually go to – so my business partner is from <laughs> Lancaster County. We go to the auctions there once a week. We purchase from the actual producers, the farmers, where he has uh, relationships. He's a former Mennonite. so a very tight-knit community. And we purchase at the auctions, and we've actually brought that in straight. So we know a lot of, like Norman's Farm. Uh-huh. We work with them um, in the seasons where we can't get our mm-hmm. produce. Um, but, um, we actually go right to the source. So the farmers bring it in basically the day before, mm-hmm. and that's what we're getting it from. So as the seasons change, what we get changes.
1: And cool. Lancaster's also where all the Bernese mountain dog breeders are, so you yes. Can... yes. And they're, they're all named Stolfus.
2: <laughs> and Corgis.
1: Stolfus is like Smith Stolfis. up there. Right. All <laughs> right. Right. right, let's go to a commercial, we'll come okay, back. Okay,
2: well, Zena, tell everybody where they can find you, please. We are at...
0: Two places at 8301 Grub Road in Silver Spring. Mm -hmm. And we're also at 10301 Kensington Parkway, not far from Historic Kensington in Kensington. And I
2: just want to say, if you don't live in either of those neighborhoods, it does not mean that you should not go and check out these restaurants. There are free parking (laughs) at both, but also they are lovely neighborhood restaurants that anybody and everybody Just don't come to our
1: house, right? Stay away.
6: This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be right back. Help cancer patients in our community by joining Cindy's Legacy at the annual Happy Hour on the Range Golf Benefit. This year's event is Thursday, August 3rd at the 1757 Golf Club in Sterling, Virginia. Enjoy an evening of golf on the range, delicious food, live music, a silent auction, and more. Cindy's Legacy Charity is a nonprofit based in Reston and provides financial aid and care packages to dozens of cancer patients each year. Learn more and register for this event today at cindyslegacy.org.
4: If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime.
6: It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who are making a difference, who get out there and take action, who prove every day that they are so much more than a color. Here's to the people who are more than pink. Register today for the 28th Annual Susan G. Komen, Washington, D.C. Race for the Cure, Saturday, September 9th at Freedom Plaza. Funds raised benefit local breast health programs and national research. Act, donate, get involved. Visit KomenDCRaceForTheCure.org. July is National Ice Cream Month at the Market at River Falls. We're thinking of pie a la mode, $2 off pies from Whisked, organic ice cream from Trickling Springs, and gelato from Dolceza. And Alaska salmon and Wagyu beef is great on the grill. Visit the Market at River Falls.
4: All
1: right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David, Nikki, and Ellis before we get back to Margaret Perry and this awesome-looking drink, which we'll describe. I just want to thank the folks who make this show possible, our friends at Profish. Uh, the market at River Falls in Potomac, Celebrity Cruises, and Central Farm Markets. Thanks for supporting the show. If you're not a sponsor, you know, we got a podcast out there now with all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. What's wrong with you people? Let's be a sponsor. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Margaret.
7: Let's go, Margaret. Right. What, what is that thing? So, this is a uh, hallowed-out uh, honeydew, and we took the flesh of the honeydew, and we've made a sorbet out of it, and then we stick that back in with... Uh, elderflower liqueur like Saint-Germain, and then top with...
1: You know, pasta. I get a list, a Woo! honeydew list every weekend. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank you.
7: <laughs> um, so this can be ordered both as just a single drink with a scoop of sorbet, but then also in the actual honeydew for a good celebration or a party or something like that.
1: It's not like you can walk around with that drink in your hand.
7: No, not really, no. But it's fabulous.
2: It's
1: really softballs. Right, Nikki. He'll take a sip.
2: Hi. Huh? Okay. Sorry, I'm uh, videotaping. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why don't you walk back over to the mic so we can talk to you more over there?
1: How'd you come okay. up with this?
2: All right. Into is going to film David Wait, and I taking a sip. Ready? Are, oh, two One, straws. two,
1: three. Oh, all I got was the air.
2: Hold oh man. my god! <laughs> I did that's right? good. That's so delicious.
1: Good. That is good. Nikki managed to suck all the beans <laughs> off before I even got well, to it. Do you it. remember, like what this does is that like? Tell us?
2: Do you remember, like scorpion bowling? Going bowling? Yeah. yeah. Like you could sort of do that with this, sure. right? <laughs> Why but not? We won't what is be able to-
1: Scorpion bowling.
2: Oh, like when we were in college, you used to go yes. to like the, t- you know, the like mm-hmm. Chinese restaurants and they used to have the big bowls, like a scorpion bowl oh. and there were Full other bowls, bowls, right? God, and when was I, when, when I was in
1: college, we didn't have electricity.
2: So. so, I mean, but they were filled with, you know, like 18,000 kinds of alcohol. Yep. And then we would all, you know, we were poor college kids. So we would all like buy one, like put our money together and then we would race them. Yeah. And whoever, you know.
1: <sighs> okay. You were never a poor college kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've met your family. All right. Um,
2: anyway. All right. So, Let's talk about so this kind of cocktail. Like, how does this jive with like what Tim is doing in the restaurant?
7: Well, um, that's a great question. It's, I mean, obviously we always take what we're working with in the kitchen uh-huh. um, for inspiration of ingredients, right? But we also just really love to have fun, mm-hmm. and so um, this is fun. This, yeah, exactly. This is this is Thank that. You. Really, you know, we mm-hmm. have we have a lot of different elements that are very playful. A lot of our uh, cocktail list is full of jokes um for example our best-selling cocktail is called don't worry climate change isn't real oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what's in it uh gin bar hill gin and uh cranberry juice lime ginger a ginger syrup Mm -hmm. um, that we make a ginger shrub and um something else that i'm forgetting but it's really fun it's delicious
1: well the most fun (laughs) actually about (laughs) cure is that is that if you've had a good meal or had a good drink, you yes. can buy a six-pack and send it back into the not kitchen. You can and buy a six-pack.
7: Six-pack or also, shots? You can also buy shots for the kitchen right. and can do them with the kitchen. As long as it's not at, like, 6 p.m. We'll, right. we'll let you go back there and do shots with the kitchen. This is sort of a trend, though, though, happening around
2: them. the city. I mean, that, not is, just the yeah. city, but, like, nationally, well, like right. in other restaurants. I
7: mean, when we're in a city like this that has such a vibrant food culture mm-hmm. and such, so many people who know about food and know the different chefs and stuff like that, and... It's it's only natural to start sending stuff back to the kitchen. They all work so hard. Right. We take care of our servers, but also the kitchen needs a little love. Well, and I think
2: what's yeah, interesting. Yeah, they're a bunch of whiners. But no, I think is, <laughs> but I think what's interesting under that umbrella is that because of the food culture in DC, people who are not in the restaurant industry want to feel connected to it. Right. Do you know what I mean? They want right. to feel they want to feel part of it in some yeah. way, whether it's going out lots or going to events or whatever. And I think that people who are are not in the industry feel that like having that connection, sending them a drink, showing their gratitude in that way right. creates that
7: relationship.
2: Well, that's yeah, why people like does.
1: to come to a restaurant and be recognized. I mean, Duke Zebert was the king of knowing his his return diners. Right. You know. He,
7: I mean, that's that's all of it, right? Like this is this is hospitality. This is part of it. Mm-hmm. And then, but bringing that to the kitchen, we have a partially open kitchen. You can come say hello. And that's right. really cool for people. In fact, yesterday we had a really um, rampunctious two year old who I just <laughs> carried back and had them walk the, watch the line for like ten minutes while mom and dad ate their dinner. Oh my god, it was you're great! It you was so win, fun. general manager of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you know we should call it out, uh, fire that. You
2: know the, right? the best the way if fires. you blow
1: out the pilot light on the oven and give them a whiff, they calm down.
7: Oh. So. Oh.
2: Oh, my goodness. Says the father of five children. <laughs> um, all
7: right. What is yeah. the next thing you're going to make? Um, so we've done a variation on white Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like who has a white Russian? But that's awesome. And we use the Don Ciccio, um, which is Well, I think here. given the current political climate, yeah. <laughs> white Russian <laughs> might make sense. Um, this is made here in D.C. It's yes. called Concerto, wow. and it's mm-hmm. their coffee liqueur. And it is... So, so delicious.
2: And so, that
1: Francesco Amadeo. Yes. And yes. He's
7: fabulous. Um, and can we so just we, give a
2: shout out to your Molly Oh, pies? yeah. So
7: I brought in some pastries. Um, Molly Bird, she's our pastry chef, also Rami nominated mm-hmm. pastry chef of the year. Oh, my God. Um, she makes these things called Molly's Pockets. They're like glorified toaster strudels with um, different they're so, fillings. They're so pretty. And they're, they're beautiful. It's puff pastry that's filled with jams. Mm-hmm. And um, one of these has coffee and chocolate, and one is... Blueberry and apricot and one is
2: Okay, where's the coffee yes. and chocolate one? Because I have I not seen know. that one. I don't <laughs> know. I'll, I'll uh, just find it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. You can tear all
1: them right. all open and sing. see. There, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Margaret, while you're making that drink, Naheem, let's get you up to the mic. Come on, Albert. Okay. Okay, so you brought in a really interesting contraption today. Yes. I would love just to give like a minute or and mm-hmm. a half on that, and then we can get into the last thing you poured. Okay,
4: so following on the whole um The whole dedication and obsession that we have with uh, the proper beverage presentation at Uh Jack Rose, Um, Bill Thomas became one of my business partners with trying to share our passion with the world. Uh So we created a company called Liquid Integrity, and we created a device called Insurance that allows you to rinse out glassware, especially at any tasting event like this, Uh um, to make sure that every single taste is exactly as it should be. Because whether it be at a beer festival um, or, you know, a wine tasting, and the worst are the whiskey tastings where you go from something that's super peaty and smoky to something a little bit more mellow and subdued, right. you, you can't don't want get that rid in that of that. I'm glad right. you
1: explained that, because when you said share your passion with the world, that's what I tried to do in college. <laughs> All right, Boy, your that passion. joke died. Nobody is, nobody's even
4: laughing. <laughs> no, come on. Even what funny. are you guys, a
1: painting? What's right. the matter okay. with you? <laughs>
4: It was, it was mime studies. Uh, and, yeah, you know yeah, it just, that's right but it's, it's just that it, it's it's being able to possibly have that true full experience and unfortunately especially in the beverage uh, industry we want to taste so much in the beer world I mean uh 2.5 breweries are established a day because 4.3 open a day but 1.8 close a day mm-hmm. so when you go to uh you know beer festival you're trying to taste as much as you can and when you have that one glass you try to cleanse it out the best you can and usually it's a really messy like rinsing station so this way takes care of that and also if you're having guests at home you're able to just use that one this is not
2: just for the industry like i feel like this can be used everywhere
4: i'll have 10 friends at home we go through whiskey we go through wine we go through beer
2: i want to come to your we're going to the right parties
4: obviously my wife is a giant whiskey collector okay even she has some whiskeys that bill thomas doesn't have so swing on by we'll pop some open
2: very cool. I don't know if
4: she'll be there. I'll, I'll pop up in the ones <laughs> that uh, really matter? I think that I want to <laughs> try that sorry. she might not okay. be okay with. So now what there. did you
2: pour last? We have so much in front okay. of us.
4: So this is uh, the Jack Rose Silly Willet. Okay. So Bill Thomas and I went to Belgium in 2013, fell in love with the Brasserie de Silly uh, from Silly, Belgium, did a collaboration with them by sending six 12-year-old ro- uh, I mean, sorry, Willet bourbon barrels to Belgium. They got there. Customs is like... Where did this American O come from? And we're like, America. And they're like, not good enough. And we're like, oh, dear. Um, so our fr- our uh, friends at the Global Beer Network ended up taking care of that whole mess. Um, and then we ended up with this beer, which is one of a kind. This is the last bit of it. Um, and it's a Belden Strong Dark that has been aged for 45 months mm-hmm. uh, in our proprietary uh, Willet 12-year-old bourbon barrels. And it tastes like liquid candy.
2: It and- It does. Tastes very good. I mean, it's really complex.
4: It's it's definitely one of my favorite collaborations that we've done, mm-hmm. and this has also been able to mature and become its full self over two years of being in the keg. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just it's not, not something that I want to drink all the you know time, especially. Well, it sounds
2: like you drink an awful lot. So I, mean,
4: I do. <laughs> It's a lot of Hefeweitzens, honestly. You were My the inspiration beers. for Uber. You know that, don't you?
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Naheem, we have to wrap up the show yes. very quickly. Tell us where we can find you.
4: Okay. Uh, you can find me at Jack Rose Dining Saloon, 2007, 18th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you will know me because I'm the uh, twitchy individual that's going to be nerding about beer. Um, and yeah, that's pretty Did you much say it. Twitchy? either that. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram and all the good social media at at Dreft Draft
2: Whisperer? Yes. Okay, we will look you up. All right, Margaret, <laughs> step up to the mic. All right. Please tell everybody where they can find you and your delicious cocktail. Sure. Uh, Kyrgyzstan
7: is at 1924 8th Street mm-hmm. in the Upper Shaw area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're open for brunch Saturdays and Sundays, 1030 to 230. Mm-hmm. And dinner every night at 530. Okay, great. Thank you so much. All
1: right, got to wrap everybody. up the show. Be is... sure to go to Hank's Pasta Bar next Saturday and the third Saturday of every month for... The
2: Drag Brunch. The
1: Drag Brunch. Sparkle Brun.
2: Saturdays. It's
1: going to be a blast. Um, everything you heard about on the show today, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on WTOP Thursdays Live at 1240. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, follow her any chance you get.
2: So we do want to thank everybody for coming in today. This was such a delicious show. We had such great food and drinks and sparkle with Summer Night. Next week's show is no slouch either. We have the People Blue Jacket coming in. And Dimitri from Kava is coming in because they are exploding all over the country. So also a great show. Thank you again, everybody. And please have a delicious week.
6: WFED Washington, WWFD Frederick, wwwtfmhd hd 2 Manassas, WTLP FMHD 2 Braddock Heights Frederick, the Washington DC home of Navy Athletic.